Welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Midiki Conlin, and I'm the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the south side of Easton. And I'm Lydia Apostle, and I'm the pastor of Family of God Lutheran, which is in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, north of Philly, somewhere. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Lit Liturgy. We are worship with a twist. Yes, we are. And there are two reasons that we have called ourselves liturgy one is that lit meaning exciting happening popping i always say rad and becca makes fun of me no it's amazing it's amazing four times i usually say amazing six times (laughs) um and then there's the other meaning which means super drunk and while we won't get super drunk we are drinking while we are talking about this because why not (laughs) (laughs) because it's in our name (laughs) so today you uh for we are doing pentecost and you might have thought we were going to go with a nice red lager however (laughs) it's not really the season for red it's finally feeling a little bit like spring so we went all out and we are drinking jack daniel's tennessee fire it's pretty good I'm a fan. <laughs> Having a little bit more of uh, on the hard alcohol today instead of just beers because it's Pentecost. We should talk about fire. Exactly. Um, and we also need to shout out to uh, Brian O'Dean who wrote our theme music. So thank you very much. We always appreciate it. And we forgot to mention, we will swear at some point, mostly the phrase Google that shit will happen. <laughs> we say that a lot. Uh, but probably something else will happen too because it's what we do. Yeah. And we've spent most of the day together already. So... <laughs> so we're a little tired. Already in the swearing And we zones. haven't even drunk that much. No, I just had my first sip. Of, me, me too. But I am a fan of, uh, of bourbon yeah, overall. So. Mm-hmm. And the fire bourbons, either the Tennessee fire or the Kentucky fire, they pretty much taste the same. It's very nice. All right. You ready to talk about Pentecost? We are. I'm so ready. All right. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. <laughs> it is too. I love Pentecost. To me, I think I mentioned this at our last podcast that... Uh, why I think Christmas without Easter or Easter without, uh, yeah, <laughs> Christmas without Easter is stupid because really, because yep. what's the point? What's the point? Because so what a baby was born. Wee. But the entire, which is happy, but yeah, but not a baby that was born 2000 years ago. Who cares? Right. Um, it's Easter. That's the reason why we celebrate Christmas, but also it's Pentecost that we have Easter or Christmas because Pentecost is when the church was actually formed. Exactly. When we become the church. Yep. So, so it's, it's a three-part, like, progression. Yes. Yeah. And Make, this is the penultimate. Yes. So it, you, you pull all the stops. That was a really long ass. <laughs> Lydia's turning into a snake. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> That's like a Harry Potter podcast. Right, yeah, wrong podcast. <laughs> so... Uh, Pentecost has all the things. All don't the things. do all of them. Disclaimer, don't do all of them. Yeah, don't do all the things we're about to talk about. Otherwise, no. you will explode and your church will explode. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to talk about a few main th- themes overall. There's doves and fire and wind and all the many languages and peace and red. So pick, pick two from the, that menu. Yeah, maybe three in some way, but don't do them all or there will be chaos. Which, granted, there was chaos at first Pentecost, so... That's not too abnormal, but let's not cause all the chaos because that's that's too unless much. you really want to, um, you know. But but you know, it's gonna get lost if you do try to do too much. All right. So should we start with doves? Yeah, let's start with doves. So uh, you've been making a lot of doves. No, I've been making butterflies. Butterflies. Oh, that's right. I know. I've been, but I've been accidentally calling them doves. I've been making butterflies for our Easter season because we are recording this in the middle of the of the Easter season. Um, 
and we've been doing people writing prayers on sheets of paper and then we're origami folding them and hanging them on uh, kind of like down the walls. So I will not do this, but I've done in the past of origami doves where we took um, doilies, but you could do it out of white paper or even or coffee filters. And you can find online, again, Google that shit, of how to do an origami dove. And we hung them. My first call, we had these nice chandeliers that were in the middle of the aisles. And so we hung them from the chandeliers and then also from above the altar. And I think we had some like red streamers in the midst of the doves and it looked really nice. So just a little decoration, emphasize the dove as the dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit because it's a dove that came down upon Jesus at his baptism in case you needed that historical biblical background. Yeah. So there's lots of things you can do. Yeah. With that. And real doves. Yes. If you could, felt so inclined. Yeah. Really stubs during worship. I would suggest doing it at an outside, outdoor, yeah. an outdoor worship, not not indoors. Or and hopefully by now there won't be like the threat of snow on Pentecost. Yeah, just rain. I don't and know how weather is wherever you are. There might be a threat of blood and fire and smoky mist. There but. might be <laughs> everything but snow. Um, yeah, you if, can have window painting of doves. If, if you need an excuse to paint your windows, paint doves. When I was looking for this, I found a fabulous. Um, I found it on Pinterest, but it was window paintings of, uh, on white, uh, clear windows of fires with doves at the top. And it was just really cool flames underneath. And I also have found a stained glass window of, it looks like flames or it could be a dove. And I kind of want it as a tattoo. So, Ooh, Ooh. So stay tuned. Yeah. But be careful with your designs not to make, I've seen too many, I think we've all seen too many designs of doves looking like they're on fire. No, no, no. This one looks like it could be flames or it could be a dove. Okay, but but if you're Googling that shit <laughs> and, and looking for like a design to paint on your window, just kind of like squint at it a bit and make sure that it doesn't look like the, bird's on the fire. bird is on fire. Yeah. The bird, the bird, <laughs> the bird is on fire. Don't do that. Yeah, because the worst thing you want is somebody to lean over in the middle of worship and say kind of snarkily to their significant other or kid, a, a innocently parent. a kid innocently saying it to a parent saying, Mom, why is the dove on fire? Yeah, that'd be bad. So use your discretion. Yeah. So speaking of fire, Whee! yay, because it is also a day of fire. Um, this fire's cool. Fire's awesome because there's all that the flames that were above everyone on Pentecost. So um, I know of people that use flash paper where you can find it on Amazon. Um, it's a little on the expensive side, but it's uh, this paper that's highly flammable and it goes up quickly, but you can have people write their sins on it and you can incorporate that into the confession and forgiveness. And I've even seen it, or you can use um, the baptismal font and you can do it in the baptismal font or you can have like a fire feature in the baptismal font. So like one of those mini tabletop fireplaces, which are actually pre pretty prevalent at home gardening centers at mm -hmm. this time of year. Yeah, just be careful about like the fireproofness of your baptismal font. Mine's a giant stone thing. I okay. think we're okay. Mine is ceramic and wood. And so mine would probably not no. be okay. But I have a giant fire pit outside of my church mm -hmm. outside the building and so i'm thinking about if you have a fire pit in the back or a place to start a fire in your parking lot or whatever you do for easter vigil use it dig it out again and yeah. uh, put some fire in there and like start worship with that start um, worship outside with the fire yeah or you can have a fake fire yes yeah. um so you can use lightweight red and yellow and orange plastic that opaque plastic stuff or 
you know, um, crepe T- paper, tissue even. paper, tissue paper. Yeah. And you put it in a bucket and you put a fan that oscillates underneath it and it blows it up and it makes it look like a fire and waves a little bit. And yeah. but it still looks cool. Yeah. You and then it. you also don't have to worry about insurance payments. Yes. As someone who just had a church fire. So yes. <laughs> don't burn the church down. And it's not fun. Unless you really want to. No, don't do that. <laughs> no. Oh. I also with fire have a whole lot of candles, decorate the altar. I mean, we do that a lot on All Saints Day, but do it uh, on Pentecost. Have fire, have candles everywhere. Yeah. Not fire everywhere, candles everywhere. Right, <laughs> and use the Christmas Eve candles. Um, like yes. Get the candelabras back out if you use those yeah. and like Christmas, the ones that you hold in your hand. Yeah, the the. Candlelight vigil. Yeah, the vigil. Yeah. The yeah. Candlelight vigil candles and spread. And that would be especially cool during the gospel to spread that from the Christ candle. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Paschal candle. Somebody might swear at me because I just called it the fucking Christ candle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we warned you. Backstory in that one that I won't get into. Um, but uh, yeah, share that as it's the sharing of the tongue of flames that came across to everyone. Then don't tell people to put it above their heads because hairspray. <laughs> Not rehearsed. Because we're both women who use hairs have used hairspray. Yeah, I don't use my regular. Yeah. Um, on the reg. You can do paper tongues of yes, fire. Which is safer for decorate your the hair. walls or you can make those headband things that you have like the just the thin piece of uh, paper that goes around your head and kind of sits on your head like a hat would, and then a tongue of flame on the top. Um, they have fans like that at the Minnesota State Fair, which we're both familiar with. <laughs> yeah, we are. Everything is on a stick. Um, you could probably find some cool flame stickers at like the decal, like for decals, and the kids love that. And a great place to look, if you don't know, is in the scrapbooking section of a craft store. Yes. There is sticker everything in that section. Um, it would be really awesome if you know somebody who's a fire dancer. Yes. And have them do an entire routine. I would suggest train professional only, or at least someone who has done it many a times. Maybe outside, if yeah. people are nervous about that. Yeah. Mm. Brand new carpeting in my sanctuary. Yeah, there won't be a fire dancer this year. And we have wood pews, so it's a cool idea, though. But if for also a safe option that will not burn down the church, hopefully, is paint. Paint fire on your windows. Like, we're just, you know, With paint the all the things. Paint, paint all the things. Paint all the things. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you don't want to paint doves, we'll paint doves and fire, but obviously not doves on fire. No. <laughs> uh, another thing you can do is talk about the wind, because the wind that comes in, and the Holy Spirit being like the wind and the chaos and the breath of God. Um, so worship outside. It's a great day to worship. We did it last year. Um and it was early, it was later in the year, but it was a super gross day still. But we were able to we worshipped on a canal boat because the there was canals that went up mm. the eastern area, um, and they have boats as part of the heritage corridor. And it was really nice to worship on the boat, but also to be amongst the wind on Pentecost and to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also heard the train that went by and had to like <laughs> pause worship for a minute in there. But you never know what's gonna happen outside. And yeah. hopefully this year it. it will be late enough that, again, we <laughs> hopefully won't have a snow warning. Yeah. Otherwise, the wind and the snow and the no. You can also bring the wind into your sanctuary. I mean, open the windows or just have fans going. Um, if you have something, especially if you have a balcony or higher up that you can have them blowing on streamers or something that will, sh- or mo- mobiles, like maybe you make a mobile or streamers that have the fire or the red with some doves in the midst of it and the 
fan oscillating fan is on it so it's, it's showing the wind blowing and all that stuff yeah, as you're worshiping um i know a lot of churches also decorate with balloons because it is the birthday of the church because yeah so it's for many reasons you could have red balloons which we'll talk about red later um the balloons with the with the wind in the air and the balloons being part of the party so yeah. a lot of people you know release balloons well if you're going to do that make sure you can um, get them back. Yeah, <laughs> so, don't don't release balloons. Actually, don't, don't do that. Never mind. Environment. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm not talking about outside. I'm talking about inside. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't release them outside. Oh no, 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 no. Don't do that. Um, but you can have balloons tied to the end of your pews. You can have balloons, um, you know, hanging from the chandeliers, and then you don't need helium. Actually, you can yeah. have balloons. Yeah. You know, whatever is in your sanctuary, you can tie them outside so that they're at the entrance to the doors. So letting the people know in your community, a party is happening here. Yes. Another example of uh, wind is uh, uh, kites. So have kites up. I mean, if you are worshiping outside, go fly a kite after worship. Yes, let's go fly a kite. And Or during the middle of worship, go fly yep. a kite and have that entire example of wind. Um, yes, really cool. cool if you have a flame or dove shaped kite or a, not a dove on fire, but a flame dove morphed kite. Yeah. Or red kite. So bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> you get bonus points for that. Yeah. We are saying don't do all the things, but we are still trying to you incorporate can all the things. Incorporate all the things into one thing. <laughs> one thing can be many things. <laughs> you can get like covers. Something that I really want to try are like... I don't know what they're actually called. They're like ribbon sticks. Yes. They're basically, you put a giant ribbon um, on a stick. I've, I've heard of them, like you take a giant ribbon and if you have a little bit of sewing skills, you sew it onto a, like a, like a, what do you call it? The, the round thing you put on your keys. The key ring. Okay. Yeah. A key ring. Yes. The key ring. <laughs> the round thing on your key is a key ring. Yes. The ring uh, thing on your key is not a key car- ring. Not a carabiner, though that would work too. Um, you sew it a little bit, and then I've heard you can put them on fishing poles, put it on a giant stick that's kind of flexible, put it on a string, um, make a giant hole. Like we, I've heard people call them Holy Spirit sticks. Okay. And like if you do a processional in worship, like have your acolytes come in and like wave them around. It's sort yeah. of like if you watch the Olympics, the ribbons, the ribbon dancers. Okay. Yeah, it's sort of like that. The summer Olympics. The summer Olympics. Uh, rhythm. rhythm gymnastics ribbon dancers. Okay. Yes. I think we named all the words. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's yes. what I'm I'm really excited. I want to do that. You can do that on the big or you can do that on the small. Of yes. Where, like where you give people like dolls, like the small wooden stick dolls, not, you know. Dowels, not dolls. dolls. I thought you said yeah. dolls. I'm like giving people it's dolls. like my Minnesota. Dowels. St. Louis accent combining. <laughs> um, yeah, not not Cabbage Patch dolls. <laughs> Don't give them Cabbage wooden Patch sticks, dolls. Um, that have ribbons on them, and then they can wave them themselves. Yes, I think you should do both. Like and if, you can have it where they, uh, we suggested this at Easter, about every time there's an Alleluia, they can do it. But you can do that every time you... You Every time the wind is mentioned, or, or Holy Spirit, or something, yeah. Pick, inco- inco- once you are planning your liturgy, pick a word, pick something, yeah, or pick a time, yeah. or pick like Lord in Your Mercy, hear our prayer, like during the prayers of intercession. Go nuts, yeah. Um, you can do a pinwheel craft of um, where you just make a pinwheel and you talk about the wind blowing and it's circling. Um, just a little simple thing that either people can make because you can put them on the sticks of uh, backs of pencils, or you can. Or dowels. Yeah. <laughs> yep, make fun of my accent. It's okay. 
Love you, Becca. <laughs> also on the wind, have bubbles, bubbles, bubbles everywhere. And love not that. a drop to drink. Oh, that's water. Um, yeah. But have all the bubbles. All the bubbles. Because kids love that. Adults love bubbles. And adults love that. And it's like, okay, you get soap places and it's easy to clean up. It's fine. It's soap. It's, it's soap. It's, it's self-cleaning. It's self-cleaning bubbles. Bubbles are self-cleaning. <laughs> All right, so another idea is, do you know about the Air Vortex can? No, I don't. I had to Google the correct name of what it is. I really want to know more about this. Okay, so there are these things, and you can make them yourselves. You can buy them on Amazon or wherever, but you can also make them yourself. Again, Google that shit. Um, and you can make them out of, like, a any bucket, basically. So it can be a empty... Um, plastic container. I can't even think of what an example would be. Or a five-gallon bucket. You cut the uh, the bottom out of it, and then you cover it with. Um, I think it's just a trash bag, and then uh, something to pull the knob back, and you hold, uh, pull it back, and you pull it back, and you release it, and it, it stretches back into place. You have to pull it super tight. It might even have to be like a plasticky material, uh, rubbery material, not plastic, I guess. And when you pull it back, it displaces the air that's in the bucket and pushes it forward. So it's this; it creates an air vortex Ooh. as a cannon. And so from a distance, you can use these things to like blow out candles. Or you can even insert smoke into them so that you show these smoke rings coming out. There's all sorts of fun YouTube videos of like wow. people blowing stuff out of and they can they've made them out of trash cans oh my gosh so but you can make smaller so make you can make uh, the air vortex cannons and uh, you'll be pastor of the year at least among like (laughs) you know that one you know eighth grader who's super into eight year olds and they might go to seminary because of it you never know And then you can give it to it, and some kid will then want... Actually, if you have a kid that needs a project for a science fair, have them make it for you. Ooh, good. Oh, that's a great idea. And then you can borrow it for Pentecost. Right, there you go. It is science fair time. Outsource that work. (laughs) (laughs) Work smarter, not not harder. harder. (laughs) No, that's that's such a cool idea. Yes. Another big theme of Pentecost, obviously... The different languages that the disciples suddenly discover that they could speak. Parthian, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia. Can you tell I memorized Acts 2 a few times? <laughs> a few times. And if you have a lector who can actually read all that, like, it's pretty awesome. Um, so you can, like, read different parts of scripture in different languages. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking mostly about the Acts 2 reading. Yeah, so there's a few different ways to do that. You can do... I've been at churches where all of the first reading is read in one language and all of the second read of uh, the psalm is read in another I would suggest not doing that because then only the person who knows that language knows what's going on and everybody else has to read along in English and if that's the language that you speak and is kind of lost. Um, So what I would suggest is actually having a small phrase that you repeat in a bunch of different languages. So in Acts 2, in the middle of verses 9 through 11, where you have the list of all the places where people are from, you can say, depending on where people are from, you know, from in your congregation. I did this at one of my uh, previous congregations that we had a lot of people from different countries. So you can say, along with residents of Mesopotamian and uh, Judeans and whatever, I said, and Puerto Ricans, and the guy who is uh, Puerto Rican read, uh, peace be with you, or it was John three sixteen. I forget which, one of the two, that was a very short piece. He read that in Spanish. And then I said, 
and Swedes, and then somebody else read it in Swedish, and Finns, and somebody read it in Finnish, and we, you know, and Brazilian, or, you know, and Brazil. And so we read it in all these languages. But it was something short. Peace be with you, John 3.16. Also, good thing about that, a lot of learners would be willing to say something as short as peace be with you or John 3.16 in a language that they are just conversational in or even beginners in, while only people who are fluent would be comfortable reading all of the psalm in that language, um, even though nobody else understands a single word that they're saying. And so mm-hmm. they could be pronouncing every single word and finish wrong, but because they're the only person in the entire uh, mm-hmm. congregation that knows Finnish or Thai or whatever the congregation, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoy doing it as, as adding to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can still get people involved. and yeah. yeah. Well, something else that you can do as well is um, if you don't want to do that, you can find kind of a different translation for the Apostles' Creed or for mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer. So you're still kind of getting something that is... Um, a little bit different. Yeah. And I you like a version. I love the New 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 Zealand prayer book version, the Episcopal prayer, uh, well, Anglican uh, prayer book version of the Lord's Prayer. It's a great translation. And actually, it would kind of be good to keep for next week as well with Holy Trinity. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, I believe in God, the Father and Mother of us all. Ooh, um, that's cool. I know, inclusive language. It's shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in English, but it's still like different enough that people are turned on their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but you could read the entire Lord's prayer in, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the entire Lord's prayer in a completely different language, or yeah. you can read it in, Hey, I found this one that was originally written in Swahili and now it's been transliterated into English. Mm-hmm. So it's a translation of a translation of, well, m- times multiple, but mm-hmm. it's not the English version. So there's some differences. And you can talk to, you know, it's a good entree into like, well, you know, we are, what our language is like what we, how we conceptualize, how we, you know, are used to, um, talking about certain things and like how maybe there are other words that, uh, get the ideas across just as well. Other words? words. Never. (laughs) You have to say the These are the words that Jesus spoke. (laughs) Right. Jesus spoke in King James English. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) And and that is good enough for me. How dare you say that? Yeah. The the modern translation of the Lord's Prayer is 40 years old. (laughs) It's older than that. Yeah. I'm sure it's older than that. It's 40. I'm just rounding. (laughs) I think you round it way down, but okay. Probably. Yeah. Um, Probably. So another thing uh, that's a theme of uh, Pentecost is peace. And that's because they were all filled with peace. And when uh, uh, when Jesus was talking about um, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. That's from the John reading. Yes. Um, you know, he hears the Holy Spirit and he breathes on him. That's exactly not like how that. I normally <laughs> share that breath of God of... <laughs> Yeah, I, I normally am a. Yeah, I, I normally blow instead of like roar at people. But okay, <laughs> if you want to roar at people, I um, don't know how Jesus passed the Holy Spirit. <laughs> anyway, so with the peace, uh, so again, you can say uh, if you want to do peace as a theme, you can have peace be said a bunch of different ways in different languages. So 
Just one thing. So see above. So are... so yeah, see the above. Um, see the above thing. Um, you could also do it. Uh, you could you could um, do different ways to share the piece. Um, uh, either at different times during the service or during the usual passing of the piece time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a couple of camp songs out there that you can use. Ah, la 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 hallelujah, shake yeah. another hand and all that stuff. Yeah. So like find some different ways because that, so that's fun to do. Like you could do high fives. You could do fist bumps. You could do. Um, different ways to, to and then to talk up why do we share the peace um during worship why do we take some time out of our worship and greet one another and uh get up and get up out of our pew oh my goodness like this that's a crazy thing to do yes i know churches who don't who take that part out for lent i don't know why i think my church would rebel because they're a peace given church like, yes. trying to get people back to his lot um, you can take this beyond just the sharing of the peace in the congregation, but talk about what it means to uh, have peace in your neighborhood. Wait, you can like share the peace outside of your church? Yeah. What? And like crazy. You can do a project where you, everyone in the neighborhood, you share the peace by you at every doorstep, you drop off a small bag of cookies That's with bananas. a like, little thing that says peace be with you. And then your church name. Or if you can talk about what it means to have the peace in your country or in the world or for, or for yourself. And you can do a mission pro, a mm-hmm. service project with that. You can just have a conversation about what peace means. Because I think so often we, in churches, we think of peace meaning let me say hello to you and not something or it's not active or at least it's not like active it's sort of like oh share a handshake and like that's cool but like you have to work like you you can work for peace it's not a passive thing yes so do something cool like that yeah ready to move on decorate with all the peace signs oh yes and doves yes oh wait doves are a symbol of peace doves are a symbol of holy spirit (gasps) what a twofer bonus Uh, points yeah, and again, do something to work for peace. That campaign for a government official, uh, write a letter campaign to the government official. Don't campaign for them because that's separation of church and state. Oh, man, and in trouble. <laughs> Don't do that. But you can do a letter campaign about about advocating that this government official needs to work for peace on X Y Z. Yeah, you can do a collection for peace. Go, you know, you could have a food drive because that's about food insecurity piece mm-hmm. you could go out into your neighborhood and right. get to know your neighbors because right. this is not we're not trying this isn't to be like quote unquote anti-military because i think we can all agree that human lives are important no. and we want to keep everyone out and my husband way. was in the military and he was on a peacekeeping not mission but his, his entire um crew Troops, whatever, mm-hmm. was about peace accord. So, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's it's a bit of a weighted, a weighted idea. But I think if you can go, if if you are concerned about that in your congregation, there are definitely ways that you can yeah. talk about peacekeeping and peace peace in the world. And yeah. Um, so another theme yeah. of Pentecost: red, red, wearing red. red. Wear all the red. Yeah, invite people to wear red. Yes, um, everything of red. Wear red shoes. Red dresses, red everything. That would make a lot of turn a lot of heads if you are not female pastor. <laughs> you are wearing <laughs> a dress. Uh, but yeah, wear red. Invite your congregation to wear red, but also have some things available for visitors or those who forgot to have red. Like you can have st- scarves or super easy one because it really takes you going to the fabric store. Buying a few yards of red fabric and cutting it up. Yeah, like uh, they can wear them as bracelets or you know, 
or or as scarves or stoles or you know uh, have the red banners and the red bo- streamers and red balloons and red candles and even red doves. Oh wait, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not red then doves. they're cardinals. Right? <laughs> then they're cardinals. <laughs> Uh, but then you can also have all the red food at coffee hour. I mean, it could be a theme that red you have velvet, red velvet cake, and tomatoes, strawberries. and strawberries, cherries. Yes, only red food, pasta, red, red pasta, pasta with red sauce. Yes, only red things yeah. are allowed at coffee hour that mm-hmm. day because that's like the color of the Holy Spirit and the color of change and the color of life. Yes. You know, so all the red happening, just yeah. And again, we said it's the birthday of the church, so have a birthday cake. With, you know, red frosting um, or red lettering that says happy birthday. And by church, we don't mean your congregation. We mean the church universal. Yes. Uh, Yes. Like small C church with everybody. Yes. Sing happy birthday to the church universal. Yep. Um, That's always a simple uh, children's sermon on Exactly. Get some hats. I've gotten like party hats before and like put them on the kids and they're like, what's going on? Get, get some kazoos or not kazoos. You could do kazoos. You could do kazoos. Uh, I was thinking of those like Noise other makers. things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do the action. Of course. You, you all you listening at home, you can like so see what I'm doing. full of sound effects today. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sound effects episode, which is perfect for Pentecost. Just do all the sound effects. Um, the great sound, because we didn't talk yeah. about that. When you talk about wind, you could like, talk about the, yeah. the great sound that happened. But yeah, get those noisemakers yeah. for the children's sermon. Um, they'd love that. Yeah, have people bring birthday gifts so you can decide that you are going to collect for a certain ministry. Yes. And so bring birthday gifts of things for the food pantry or the homeless shelter or the refugee resettlement or the missionary support or whatever. Pick a ministry and have people bring gifts. And I'm using quotation marks here. Um <laughs> Of it is a time to uh, celebrate a birthday, and they can bring gifts because you for bring, other people. Yeah, because you bring gifts for the church or g- gifts yes. for a birthday, so it's gifts for the church. Yeah, and by, to give to give away because that's and again, what we're about. church universal. Yes, not your congregation. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Some extraneous uh, thoughts about Pentecost is that it's sort of like Christmas where most of the time we tend to kind of focus on the gospel. So most of the time, I think for Pentecost, we tend to focus on Acts 2. Um, you can incorporate the other readings and talk about them, but you you may want to not talk about one or take, take one or two of the other readings out yes. so that the focus becomes more about Pentecost and or the gospel, which is sort of tied in. And on that same note, I would suggest that if you are doing the gospel and the Acts reading, that you actually read the Acts reading last. Mm, yes. So it's in order. Quote, unquote, in order, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it is I, It is in, you don't hear about Jesus. Yeah, they're, they're in Jesus the room is. after Jesus, and then suddenly Jesus is back in the room. Yeah, so do them in the right order. Yeah. And, and you could also talk about the quote-unquote order yeah. as well. Um, yeah. That that's sort of how things were written and acts, you know, was sort of written to be set kind of after the Gospels. And, and it's okay. And it's okay. So <laughs> it Pentecost is, is a great day to celebrate new members or have a baptism or affirmation of baptism, a.k.a. confirmation. Um, but make those celebrations about how the church is continuing as we celebrate this birthday of the church. Yeah. So not how great Lydia is that she is affirming her baptism this day and becoming a new member, but, or how great it is that we're getting a new member for our XYZ Lutheran church or whatever church, how the church universal continues to grow through this process. 
um, is a great way. To, and also, and that's especially if you have confirmation on the day. It's it's late May this year. Sometimes Pentecost is in June. It's really hard not to equate that with uh, with graduation. Exactly. That's what I worry about. And so how this isn't graduation. They aren't done. This is just the beginning for those, especially if you have, you know, late middle school, high, early high school age students who are affirming their baptism and mm-hmm. being confirmed. Mm-hmm. So, But Pentecost is also... Uh, speaking of connecting with churches outside of your own and connecting with the church universal, you could, if you have, if you know of any partnerships you could have or make with churches that are different from you in, um, well, different can be many different ways, but different ethnically from you, differently who speak, whose primary language is different from your own. A different denomination. A different denomination. Oh my goodness. What? The Lutherans can meet with the Methodists and And the, the Episcopalians. And the Presbyterians. I mean, it's not like we don't have common communion with all of them, but <laughs> exactly. But yeah, see if you can do a combined service. That's if you feel like you can work with your colleagues. And even if you don't <laughs> don't feel you can do a combined service, have an afternoon picnic. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I bet you most of your churches, your last service ends within a half hour of each other. Meet at the local park together and have a combined picnic. Exactly. And, and if, even if it's within, you know, like hour, hour and a half, then, you know, just do it in waves and like have things for the kids to do. Yeah. Or the congregation that ends first, they're in charge of putting the, starting the grill. You know? <laughs> and then the last church to end can be in charge of cleanup. Yeah. So you can make it work. Yes. Um, uh, and also use music that comes from a variety, a variety of different sources, a.k.a. not just those old, ger- old German chorales that we like in a lot of mainline mm-hmm. Protestant congregations. Yeah. But sing some that intentionally this day, sing some songs that are of African in origin or South African or South American or Asian yeah. or, you know. Yeah, and if you don't feel comfortable with maybe percussion instruments, there are things you can do on the guitar, and you probably have guitar players in your congregation who could lead something well. Or you can clap, but that might be worse than percussion. I was going to say, <laughs> if you, yeah, if you feel nervous about the percussion, don't do it. Yes. Yeah, because that'll be more distracting. Um, but, but a lot of them are like a lot of... Um, Words that are repeated or like words, like one or two words are changed. Um, and so like try something new yep. and, and say, it's Pentecost. We're going to try something new today and it'll be okay. Because Pentecost was something new. Because Pentecost was. Exactly. So we are a little different today because we are only focusing on Pentecost. We aren't going to go into scripture shots for like the month ahead and that's okay. Um, there are other resources you can but also... But we did want to talk a little bit more about something specifically for the scripture shot in Acts 2. Um, because really, again, as Lydia said earlier, not preaching on Acts 2 on Pentecost is kind of like not preaching on Luke 2 in, on Easter. Mm-hmm. Or on Christmas. On <laughs> Easter. <laughs> oh. You know what we mean. Yeah, not preaching on it on Christmas. Yeah. So a few more things to focus on. Um... In verses in Acts two verses six seven and twelve, there's things about how they were mystified, they were surprised and amazed, they were surprised and bewildered. So focus on this idea of mystery, and especially if you're going to do Holy Trinity next week, that can follow through because we talk about the mystery of the Trinity. But spoilers, yes, <laughs> um, we can talk about how we don't always know what God is up to. So you can do something like have a surprise for your congregation. Have them come in on Sunday, and if you have chairs and movable furniture, all of a sudden it's facing a different direction. And you don't explain this to everyone, but do make sure that you have at least told the ushers so they know how to, like, 
just lead worship. To or, I mean, yeah, for communion, yeah. But you don't explain this to the vast majority of worshipers, just to worship leaders. Or you do worship backwards, or you wear some absurd outfit, but you don't mention it at all mm-hmm. until you're in your preaching. And then you can talk about how... Then you can explain the surprise later and talk about how we often don't know what God is up to until after the fact that we, you know, and that the surprise sometimes take us by surprise, but then later we realize there's a point to it all along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Peter trying to talk about, trying to explain what is happening kind of in the moment. So my favorite part of the Acts reading is Peter's speech when he is doing Joel it it's so dramatic I love yes it. that's where the blood and the and dream fire and smoky and mist and visions and dreams, dreams. And yeah you can you can so really dramatic. Into it. yeah and you could have props and have people kind of act it out not so much acting but like have symbols that like run across the front of the sanctuary as you say like clouds there's like a clouds on a giant stick that run across the sanctuary or shadow puppets or something yeah. like that you could have something fun so yeah um simply very simple verse 15 he always says that these people men are not drunk because it's only nine o'clock in the morning i always change it to the current time when i like i will point to the clock at the back of the church for it's only 1045 11:40 you know yeah in the in the morning so it's it kind of can contextualize it um and then also they are not drunk as you suppose if you're super brave and i do mean super brave you can share some story about when you were drunk at some point and some crazy drunk story that you had cuz a lot of us have them um, <laughs> nah not everyone i'm not saying everyone <laughs> A lot of people have them. Well, I don't. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then you can sh- compare that to the clarity of actually when you know God's presence. And so the, about how the difference is of when you're super drunk and you do something absolutely ridiculous. Versus, Later you're like, what in the world was I thinking? Yeah. Why did that make sense? Versus when you know God is with you and you do something that seems absolutely crazy to an outsider, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you at the moment are just at peace with it and you don't think it's ridiculous either in the moment or even afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, and you can, can come, kind of compare the two. Yeah. So. And then Peter, you know, talking about the Joel and the visions and dreaming dreams, um, take this opportunity to talk about what are the dreams that you have and that the congregation has. And we don't for mean the future. Dream, dream journals. Like, you know, Oh yeah. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like, Oh, what I, did you dream about last yeah, night? I dreamt I was chased by a bear. No, there was a giant Kit Kat that came to life and I started to eat it. But then I realized it was my arm. <laughs> That's a weird dream. I've never had that dream. Being chased by a bear is a weird dream. <laughs> or being, I think being chased is a cop. Anyway. <laughs> what we mean by dreams and visions, of course, is dream big for what could be possible in your congregation. Yes. If, if, all, if you pull out all the stops and let's say you had a huge mission budget, what are the needs of your, what are the needs of your community that intersect with things that you can do in your congregation. And if you haven't already, start that visioning process and mm-hmm. get some people to get excited about it. Hopefully you have a few. And kind of start and maybe update update your your mission statement. Update your, you know, governing not your governing documents, but like update that part of who you are as a congregation. Yes. Um because I think most of our congregations it's been a while since we've done that yeah. process. 
And even if you feel like, oh, we just did this and three years ago, that's still been a while. It's Yeah, that's, you need to do it again because a lot has happened in three years. And yes. Social media and the state that we're in as a country. And an election that has changed our country. Yeah, like, like you should, like, at least get some, get, get dream big. And even, even if people think that it's bananas, you can say, well, it's Pentecost. And so this is what yeah. we do as a church. Um, verse 19 in Peter's speech and Joel's prophecy is talks about the blood and the fire and smoky mist. I love that phrase. Um, and so you can have, have the smoke machine in the sanctuary. Just like have it go off. Well, that um, cannon thing you were talking about. Yeah, the air vortex cannon with smoke in it. Um, have that moment when you have the flash paper go off if you didn't use it for the confession. Don't do blood. Just don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> But you can have the the fire and the smoky mist. Well, Just don't do the blood. If you have the red, like yeah, we you got that covered. It's yeah. fine. But Skip don't go get, don't decide you're gonna go get pig's blood from the butcher and like Please cover the walls don't. a bit. We don't want we don't want to hear about people saying, oh, we listened to this podcast and so we're doing. Blood. No, don't <laughs> don't do that. But uh, um, you could talk about the other parts where like the sun going into darkness, and uh, you could. Turn the lights off, depending on how the lights are going in your sanctuary. You can yeah. be dramatic in that part and um, kind of make it more interactive. Yes. So there's so much you can do on Pentecost. It's a great, 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 great Sunday. It's easy to go overboard. Yes. And it's okay to go a little overboard. Just a little bit, yeah. Just bring it back just a little Not bit. all the overboard. But if somebody leaves your Pentecost worship and they feel like it was just another Sunday... You didn't do enough. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. Because this is, like, top three. Like, it is Christmas, Easter, Pentecost. And we do so much on Christmas and Easter. And sometimes Pentecost gets so, like, pushed to the side. Especially because it's in May, June. School's wrapping up. It's the beginning of summer. It's the excuse to stop Sunday school. Like, oh, it's the last day of Sunday school. No. Go all out. You can still do that, but, like... You know, make it special. Yep. So we aren't going to do any more scripture shots because next uh, we'll be back shortly with uh, another short episode for Holy Trinity. But we did want to separate the two because we knew we'd be long either uh, if we did them both combined. And they should both get their own. Get some credit. Yeah, get some credit. Yeah. yeah. Holy Trinity is not like the step bastard of Pentecost <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Um, but like you can do cool stuff yeah. and, and we'll talk about cool stuff. But we still have a chaser and I completely stole this from Pulpit Fiction from two years ago, which thanks Rob and Eric, we were on there recently. It was, it was awesome. super fun. Like, thanks guys for having us on. Yes. It was and super amazing. So two years ago, they had this as, um, their little thing, blurb at the end of when they do a shout out to different things. Um, there is on Pinterest... Uh, Rev Joel, J-R-E-V-J-O-E-L-L-E. So that's what you should look for on Pinterest. She has the most awesome Pinterest page ever. I can't imagine how many hours she has put into Pinterest. But she has a Pentecost page. So if you do Rev Joel and then Pentecost, you will find this amazing collection of Pentecost decorations ideas. And I was on it the other day and I sent a message to one of the women who does some decorations in my church. I'm like, can we make our cross look like this? please and <laughs> and so now we we have the cross that we have at, at the side of the nave area that over 
um, Palm uh, over Lent has purple cloth on it and then over the Easter season we have white cloth on it so now on Pentecost Sunday we are going to have red orange and yellow uh, cloth at the bottom and then like being pulled up with fishing line Ooh, cool. so it's cool so it looks like there's flames underneath this cross so cool. but I got that from her uh, Pinterest page go check it out it is awesome Ooh. if you haven't done it yet we'll put the full link yes. on our Facebook page because uh, it is quite extensive for it but if you Pinterest Rev Joel R E V J O E L L E and then um, and then Pentecost and when you do search things in uh, Pinterest it will do it by by phrase so or by word so it's good yeah well tell tell everybody how you can find us in the interwebs oh I should yes oh. <laughs> And also, if you uh, so find us on Facebook or Twitter uh, or Gmail, everything is lit- liturgy l i t l i t l. Uh, oh my gosh, I am so bad right now. L i t l i t u uh, u r g y. I have not had that much to drink. I think we were out in the we sun. We were walking too much a lot on a warm today. Day. Um, it was nice though. Philly is wonderful. Um, Shout out to Philly. <laughs> Let me start over again. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is Lit Liturgy, L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y. You can also find us on Gmail, same, litliturgy at gmail.com. Send us a message on any one of those three ways of if you are have any ideas about Holy Trinity. Yes. We are also going to have another episode coming up shortly about things in the summer. Yes. Um, some summer themes that you can do. Uh that may, uh, whether it's in worship or maybe something that you're doing midweek in order to engage people throughout the summer. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. And again, we thank Brian O'Dean for his awesome theme music yes. as usual. So please stay tuned and uh, check us out and, and uh, talk to us. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you. And well, this is Becca. And this is Lydia. And we're reminding you to always drink and plan worship responsibly. <laughs>